Hello, everyone. My name is Luke Ambrosetti. I am a guest host today for Data Beats. Uh, today, we have Chris Hexton, uh, founder and CEO of Vero. Uh, Chris, it's so great to have you today. What do you have to chat with us to, about today? Uh, yeah, I mean, great to see you again, Luke. Thanks for having me, um, both to you and you and Arpit. Uh, yeah, I mean, super excited to talk about what we're doing here at Vero. You know, we, we build marketing automation software and uh, Late last year, we launched a version of our application that is warehouse native, which we'll get into. Uh, but yeah, super excited about this space and, and keen to share some of the learnings and thoughts we have around it. For those who aren't familiar with it, uh, how would you define a, a warehouse native app or what Snowflake calls a connected app? Yeah, so uh, I would define it as a software application that does not have its own data backend. Instead of syncing and then storing a copy of our customer's data, you know, Vero connects directly to our customer's data warehouse and uses that as the data backend. So, you know, the idea is all data read and write essentially is from and back to the customer's data backend. So, you know, for users of warehouse native apps, you know, they don't need to seek or, or store that customer data, right? Which eliminates kind of that data integration work. Um, but does that come, up, come with a caveat, right? Are there any limitations uh, to that type of, of, of app or deployment? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of what we're, you know, super excited about, which is that this can really reduce the costs of, of, of getting your data into your marketing tool, your email marketing tool. Um, and, and the idea there is, you know, both you don't have hard costs because the data is not being stored twice. It just stays in one place, which is you, your data warehouse as the customer. And then you also remove some of those resourcing costs, setting up new data pipelines or new libraries to, to sync and manage this two-way sync problem. Um, I think the caveat... If, if there is one is like, it's still not zero work. You obviously need to have a data warehouse and there needs to be data in there that you can leverage to create your audiences, you know, personalize your emails, send your email marketing. Uh, so you do have to, you know, have a data warehouse, have have some data in there. Um, so it's not zero work. That's the caveat. But, you know, as I said, you know, we're super excited because I think the tooling that's building around the data warehouse uh, generally, you know, is making it, I think, a lot, a lot less of a lift to get that data in a, in a usable format than the traditional ways you'd integrate with a, with a MarTech tool. Yeah, so let's talk about some of that work actually. You know, what are some of those specific steps that you need in, in, the, in the data warehouse or in that data platform uh, for your warehousing of app to work? So, I, you know, I think about it as you've got the data warehouses that base layer, that's obviously where the data's gonna live. So the first thing you need is a, is a data warehouse, of course, but that's super easy. You know, um, Snowflake, for example, free account, away you go. I think the two main steps then are data collection. So you've actually got to get the data into your warehouse. Uh, and, and that data is generally either going to come from on-site um, like telemetry. So something like Snowplow Analytics or Rudderstack or Segment.com. Uh, and then uh, the other source of data is like a Fivetran or coming from other SaaS apps. Like you might pull data from Stripe and put that in your warehouse. So data collection is kind of the first thing you need. And then the second thing is making sense of that data, joining it together, stitching it, and you know, for, for an email marketing use case, you're generally thinking about building audiences in terms of users or, or customers. So that stitching is around, okay, taking these disparate data sources um, and then turning them into you know, sort of one row per user or one record per user so that when you build an audience, you've got all the data handy. Um, so that second step of you know, cleaning, organizing the data is, is the critical, second critical step. Um, and you know, for that, we use DBT. That's what we're seeing most of our customers use as well. Uh, and I think those are really the two things, you know, from there, you just plug the tool in. Uh, in our case, you can then build your audiences, send your newsletters, away you go. 
Yeah, no, great. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. So you know, a lot of those traditional email, you know, tools, email marketing tools, you know, offer kind of a, a more visual segmentation, right, layer on top of you know, or you know, on top of that underlying data store of the of that data integration that we talked about. So it's actually much easier for you know more non technical, non data folks uh, to iterate uh, and build their workflows quickly, right? Uh, can warehouse native tools off, also offer that? I mean, do they, I mean, first of all, do they today? And, you know, you know, in what way can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. You know, obviously, one of the key selling points of, of any marketing automation customer engagement platform like Vero is that you, you're trying to enable the, the people, the marketers, you know, it's their, their job. They're trying to engage the customers, give them tools to do that as efficiently as possible, um, as well as as powerfully as possible. And you know, a big part of that is not not all marketers are super familiar with SQL. Definitely not going to be familiar with the raw data floating around in the data warehouse. So, you know, at the moment, you know, with Vero, certainly we've launched with a very you know you want to call it raw interface, <coughs> um, where you do have to use SQL to build your audiences. But we're getting very close to releasing a more visual editor, uh, and I'm really confident that yeah, you know, in the very near future, it'll be an experience that's super, uh, you know, super easy, super familiar for a marketer that's very reminiscent of the more traditional SaaS tools. I think the two roads it can go down, you know, one is we could ask our uh, our customers, data engineers to set up certain tables, certain views in the data warehouse where, um, you know, once if it looks like a certain thing that we're expecting, we can then build a traditional visual sort of drag and drop condition builder right on top. Uh, the other way it can go is, you know, having the data engineers build some, some segments, some SQL queries that might have variables that a less technical user can then select and play around with at a high level without ever really seeing that underlying SQL, that query to the data warehouse. So they're the kind of two main schools of thoughts I've seen. And I think both, you know, bring it up to a level where it's super approachable for, for a less technical person, but you're still getting that benefit of querying the data in real time. So super optimistic about uh, where this will go. Yeah. I mean, like you're saying, I agree exactly right with those two approaches. Um, you know, there's, there's still some technical work, integration work that's done there. But you don't have to kind of fiddle with APIs. You can do all of that, that transformation work within the data warehouse, right? That you're probably already doing transformation work anyways, whether, whichever path you go, right? Whether you, you know, you specify those schemas or whether, you know, the, that, you know, that data engineer, the analytics engineer is coming through and building those to fit into your product. Yeah. And I've definitely seen you talking um, on LinkedIn, Luke, about, you know, there's, you know, with those traditional tools, like there's always this promise of it being super no code, low code, or, but you still need the data in there. And that's often where things get stuck right like maybe the right. data you actually need as a marketer never even makes it because there's not the support from the rest of the org so i think you know one of the even in the early days with the less than than user-friendly interface that we've launched with we still have customers marketers who are super pumped because they have real confidence in the underlying data in a way they didn't before um and you know that trade-off's been super worth it so yeah yeah absolutely so yeah let's talk more about about vero right vero actually it's more it's two products you have the more traditional uh, you know, email marketing tool, Vero Cloud, and then you also have, now have the the warehouse native uh, component, you know, Vero Connect. Uh, what are the pros of, of each different you know tool? Because you know they operate kind of you know quite a bit differently, like as we've talked about. Absolutely. And you know who who and when should each tool uh, be used with? Yeah, I mean, so we've been around for a while, and Vero Cloud is has been our core product, and we launched Vero Connect about twelve months ago. You know, we're super excited about this innovation. You know, the, the over the last few years, the power of data warehouses has just you know grown so much, as has their adoption. So, um, you know, these days when we talk to customers, really trying to understand what their needs are, and I think 
the, the key, you know, the key thing you need to use the warehouse native version of Vero, Vero Connect is a data warehouse with some data in it. So if you don't have that, then perhaps Vero Cloud's a better fit. But, you know, one thing we're seeing is if you're a relatively small or, or new organization, um, you're maybe graduating from something like MailChimp, uh, then Vero Cloud could be a great fit. Because in, in essence, what's happening is we're spinning up a data warehouse for you behind the scenes that's managed and then giving you some tools to get simple data in there, like forms to capture blog subscribers or whatnot. So it can be a great, great way to start with this holistic CRM 360 degree view of the customer. And then as you get more mature, you know, graduate up to that connective way of doing things. That's at least where, where we're at now, but it's going to be super interesting to see what happens over the next few years and are more and more companies uh, spinning up Snowflake from, from the word go. Uh, but that's, that's how things are sitting at the moment. Absolutely. So um, you know, yeah, with those two different products, right? Uh, you know, do you do you today have customers using both products, or is it more one or the other? Um, and then, you know, if they had, you know, that more traditional version of the app, why would they maybe want to pursue the other the other version or the, the Vero Connect? We've definitely got a couple of customers using both, um, and so building on my answer before, the other thing we're seeing is there are different use cases for email marketing in in organizations. So the, the killer use case for the warehouse native uh, version that we're seeing at the moment is what I would call product marketing. And so that's anything that happens after a user signs up for, for your app. So that could both be, you know, product updates, um, company announcements, could be more automated messages, you know, trying to get customers to become active again, all that sort of, you know, stuff that's educating the customer base about the product. Um, that fits really nicely with the warehouse native version because a lot of people have a lot of rich data about their users in, in their data warehouse. So it's a perfect fit. Um, another use case for email marketing is further up the top of the funnel. So you know, it might be that blog subscription use case we talked about. In a lot of cases, we're seeing customers don't have the maturity in terms of the data in their data warehouse for that top of funnel um, you know, sort of email marketing. And so that that's another axis on which people might decide to use the traditional SaaS model versus the new warehouse native model uh, for, the, for the different sorts of email marketing they're doing. Um, why might someone move from one to the other? Yeah, I think, you know, often, um, you know, the, particularly as a company scales, they've got more data. Uh, so that can be one thing, both in terms of more data to wrangle. So all of a sudden you're trying to keep millions of rows in sync across several different tools. That can be very costly in terms of time. You can then have a lot of fear that the data is not actually in sync, uh, as well as actual cost. You know, one of the exciting things about Vero is uh, we have a different cost model. Uh, we've talked more about that. Um, but you know, cost could be a, a driver if you're at that scale. And then I think over time, as the org matures and you just you, you know you hire your first data engineer or someone puts that hat on, you've got the more sophisticated data warehouse. You're actually organizing the data. Uh, at some point, that becomes something you trust more than the version of the data you have in your different point solutions, such as Vero Cloud. And that would be a great time to to move to the warehouse native way of doing things. Yeah. And you know, so the email marketing, email email engagement, just such a a wide category, right? For all these different tools that, that teams use, uh, which use cases are not kind of fulfilled by that warehouse native solution today? Yeah, I, I'd probably answer this by saying that, as I said before, the best the best use case or the, the most popular use case so far for the warehouse native version has been that product marketing use case. Uh, and I think it's just because that's the use case where people have the most organized data. Um, but yeah, I think some areas where, where a warehouse native app might you know is not a good fit now may may never be another example would be transactional email um so you know we're really honed in on either your batch sends which like a product update is to a batch of people or 
uh, lifecycle messages, which are still marketing. So, you know, hey, users have signed up, but they haven't used something. Uh, I think those fit really well with the, you know, with the warehouse way of doing things. But, you know, if you have to have a message that's sent, you know, milliseconds after someone requests a password or something, not a great fit for the warehouse native version of our product, because generally, you know, people are um, uh, rebuilding the models, the views in their warehouse on some periodic basis that's not going to be milliseconds. So that'd be a great example to answer your question of somewhere where a warehouse native app is not a great fit uh, at the moment and, and may never be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I think, you know, those those more event triggered workflows, you know, the, um, you know, the the ones you need really APIs for, for, for that, that quick send. Help bridge the gap between data people and non-data people. Join us on databeats.community.